Yo, yo, episode of Bought On Lot, a new one. Um, you know, it's presented by me and Steve's, hosted by me and Steve's, of course. Steve, what's up? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, I've been, I, I haven't watched, I haven't really watched much uh, NBA today or anything. I've been watching, I watched a little morning uh, NFL. But as as an NBA fan right now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good because, you know, my Grizzlies have been playing good, so. Uh, as long as the Grizzlies are playing good, I'm in a good mood. But yeah, uh, glad to do another episode. Uh, did you see the news of um the the Hornets? Like their whole team is out with with health and safety protocols. Like I think it's like Lamelo, Terry Rozier, um, their centers Plumlee. It's a couple other players too. But like it's like it's like six of their players out with with health and safety protocols. I was like, that's crazy. So they're basically just playing the G League roster at this point. I mean, right now I can see they're starting. <laughs> right now they're playing, and they started today. Uh, Ish Smith, uh, Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, and Nick and Nick Richards. Which is not. I mean, for for how much players you're losing, that's not a garbage lineup. I would say. I've seen worse. It's not. Like the Sixers later in the year. I think the Sixers earlier in the year had a really bad lineup like that, and they actually won. They played the Kings, and they actually won that game. I think that was was that the game that got Luke on fired. I'm not exactly sure. I I don't. I think that they lost the game um, to the. I'm Sixers. not too sure. Or no, I think Luke was already fired. It's, the, the, that's probably like the second first game with the intern coach. But yeah, I've seen worse. Uh, I don't. They're not playing book book night by the name, by looks of things. Book night's only played six minutes. Uh, but they want they got it looks by looks of things they got eight players active, eight or nine. I mean that's not the, that's not the worst, but you know that sucks to see. I'll especially because I like to watch Lamelo play. Uh, the Hornets, been, the Hornets, they haven't been the greatest team this season, but they have been a really. They're always a good, fun team to watch, especially when you got good announcing on their side too. So it kind of sucks to see that. Yeah, I don't like the Celtics announcers, which is a big reason why I can't watch Celtics games sometimes. Um, on on uh, the Celtics network, just because it's so annoying because they're not their announcers are so biased. Which I mean, sometimes the Hornets announcers can be biased, but it's like it's a fun bias. Like, like, I, I, like I know. Uh, the Celtics announcers are just they're not that biased. Boring. They just, I just, they're not that biased. But I think of how they react towards their team. If you're watching, if you're a fan of the opposing team watching their broadcast, you're gonna get really annoyed because if the Hornets are blowing you out or having a really good fun game, and say, uh, I don't know, Miles Bridges goes for one of his original posters on one of your favorite players, and then this dude starts yelling "Hum diddly d," you're gonna get pretty mad because. <laughs> I mean, I, that stuff do be getting annoying. Like, I remember, I, I, I would be pretty annoyed just hearing, like, this dude yelling about the other team. But to me, though, uh, Eric Collins, and I, it's Del Curry, right? Um, it's Eric Collins, and I don't know the other one, actually. Wasn't it Del Curry? I'm not exactly sure. I just know Eric Collins. I don't think one. it's Del Curry. I think he might have been the oldest. Is it guy. Del Curry? I don't know who the second guy is. I'm, I don't know. If, I think they used to have Del Curry. I'm not sure if, the, that if he's still there, but. Eric Collins is all, it's just been he's like he's obviously like probably the best announcer and he's like my favorite announcer out of like the team broadcast and either way like I, he's not super biased like if you're talking about who my least favorite announcers are it's the Lakers the Lakers are really biased and they overreact on every play if it's a LeBron layup they'll go crazy Austin Reeves gets checks into the game they start yelling <laughs> like can we stop this Lakers Lakers got uh toxic announcers but from as a Grizzlies fan I like our announcers. I think they're solid. They're not, and that that's always important to me to have good announcing uh, for your team. So you you pretty much like, I mean, the good thing about being a Celtics fan is that you don't gotta watch announcing that much because you're on national television all the time. Uh, or the Grizzlies, you know, I yeah, gotta, got like twenty percent of the games like, every year. I gotta watch my announcers for like eighty percent of the games, uh, probably even more of a percentage because we don't get national television games. Um, what the Grizzlies. Right now they're on a what a four game win streak, these four, yep. four game win streak, five game win streak, uh, <laughs> and have all those games come without Ja. Yep. And uh, you heard it here first. The Grizzlies don't need Ja Moran in the future. Toss him out. Start Desmond Bain. <laughs> look, look, look. I don't want to hear any of that talk. I've already shut down a bunch of people <laughs> saying that shit. It's stupid because because really because really the Grizzlies been playing basketball. A good basket. I'll say where they where their turnaround point is. It wasn't after you know this four game. Win- it wasn't the start of this four game win streak. It was the Jazz game where we won by one point. That Jazz game is where it turned around because before that Jazz game, uh, 
the Grizzlies had a they had because we were playing bad. We just were, we were inconsistent. I know I know you saw me complain about it. I was all, I was really <laughs> I was in a bad mood as a Grizzlies fan like a couple weeks ago because we're playing so bad. We lost the Pelicans by like thirty, and then we had that uh I had that day really bad day like one probably the worst day of the year where the Ducks lost the pattern or they lost that game to Utah that ruined their playoff hopes and then. I went to the Grizzlies game and we were losing by 50 something to the Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, and then we ended up losing the game like by 47. So after that game, supposedly the Grizzlies had a conference with the, like a team conference where they kind of just like were able to say whatever that whatever, whatever in, in their mind and you know, anything goes. So something like that, I feel like really changed the team. And since then we've been playing really good, consistent basketball. Uh, so you can, you can say that it's, it's <laughs> people can say it's, it's, you know, John might have been a problem. It's not to me. I just think, we're starting to finally figure things out and play consistent basketball. Cause you got to think it's still early in the year. It's still very early in the year. And, you know, teams still haven't, you know, shown, shown their, uh, they haven't got all together yet. So, um, I will, I will say, I would say, uh, the Grizzlies, John Murray, it's no problem. Why the Grizzlies are playing like this, but the Grizzlies, they've been playing, uh, really, really good as of late. Uh, like, yeah. Um, history. History, Jalen. Like we won by seventy-three points to Thunder. Uh, and our, we're the first team in NBA history that in the lat in our f- four-game win streak so far, neither of the games we we have been down at once in any of the games. We haven't trailed once, so it's been wire to wire in every game. Like we just we we, we are leading in the start. We led at the end every game. And I guess another fun Actually, fact: did you watch the Thunder game? Yeah, I, I mean, we, I was I was on the call with you. I was watching it, and then. Remember, I was t- you remember I, t- I, I turned it off to watch like the Bulls and Knicks, and then I forget what. Oh I yeah, yeah, watch. yeah. But then like I went back to it and I saw we were up by like seventy. I was like confused. I didn't know how much we were up at the point at that time. Yeah, I watched that game. Um, and I yeah. guess other other fun facts about that game. Uh, Santi Aldama is third now in best plus minus in, in, in NBA history with fifty two, and. The Thunder, three of their players in their starting lineup actually got the worst uh, plus minuses. Uh, f- like in the top four, the two, three, and four in the top four is the Thunder players from that game. I forget which players exactly it was, but yeah, it's it was a, it was a very very sad game, embarrassing actually. But I'm glad I'm I'm really glad just how the Grizzlies have stepped up, um, so far. I mean, since Jaw's injury, like. The team has really, really stepped up, and also it's yeah. allowed Jaron to really play in the paint more inside. And I'm hoping that Jaw's not a big reason why it's happening. I think we, you know, I, me and you talked about it before already. You kind of brought up how Stephen Adams was a big point. Yeah, yeah that's something to bring up. Uh, yeah, I was about to bring that up because I remember you talking about Jaron. Uh, he 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 doing more work in the paint now. Um, yeah, and and I don't know if that's going to continue after Jaw comes back. Which I mean, that's going to be in what. Couple more weeks. Uh, actually, I I think uh, my prediction by the time we play the Lakers, which is I don't, I think it's like if I actually can go check. So I would say, I mean, he might just be right on. Like, so December 9th, Uh, I think there might be a chance that he'd be like by that time doubtful, or in the doubtful part of the injury list. Um, so I kind of expect him to come back and like. Mid December, I think I think he's going to bounce, come back a little faster than we expected. He did. He also did that last last year when he had that ankle sprain. It said it was supposed to be like four to six weeks, and he came back in two weeks. So uh, I, I I don't know. I just kind of don't. Jenkins said a couple weeks is the expected um, length for his injuries. So hope, hopefully, like, I, I'm hoping yeah. that they just understand. Jaron has a lot more to his game, and his paint game is really shown since Jaws went out. Uh, and I think it could work. The thing is, though, you like you said, I think Steven Adams is a big part of it, and that's why I always preach about playing Jaron at the five and why we probably have to get Steven Adams off this team. Because, Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, a solution to maybe not... Um, I'm sorry, but but a solution to maybe not getting Steven Adams off the team would maybe be like... Putting Brandon Clark at the four and Jaron at the five, um, yeah. which means Zaire is probably gonna have to get more minutes. But I mean, that isn't a bad thing because that means you know you're gonna get a little bit more on the court development and everything. I mean, Santi's even been playing good, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Uh, I wasn't expecting that at all. But yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, Zaire even game minutes. That's the whole point with when it comes to Zaire. 
we gotta, you know, his pro he was a he's a project. I've heard it a million times, but yeah, he's a project. So kind of have to give him as we have, we have to give him the best chance possible to develop because some teams get these project players and they don't really give him a chance at all. Uh, I want to see. I thought like uh, Jalen Smith on the Suns was kind of a project, especially when you go to draft him at ten, and Suns haven't given no opportunity. I don't not exactly like they needed to, but they didn't give him no opportunity. There's, there's just certain players that just don't get that uh, chance. So I'm glad the Grizzlies so far have yeah, shown they draft that. Him at like ten. Yeah, it was at ten. Unexpected too. I wasn't expecting to get him at all. I was at, I was saying to go get Tyrese Halliburton because he was falling, and <laughs> they ended up getting Jalen Smith. Which is like another questionable uh move. I was thought I thought Cam Johnson was questionable at first, but he he's turned out to be a good player. So I, I don't I don't mind that Cam Johnson pick. But I remember at that time Cam Johnson was expected to go like twenty and they ended up drafting him at uh I think eleven. So the the Suns, I mean, they make some questionable moves in the draft, but are here and there. But I'll say Cam Johnson worked. I think Jalen Smith has potential. They just don't really they just they drafted him and once they draft and when they did draft him they he they he did they did have a plan for him they kind of, it was a needed uh position and kind of player but I mean as as the season went on it got to the point where it's like okay we just don't need to play Jalen Smith we're fine as we are yeah uh, we're a contender we, we 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 don't need to play Jalen Smith that much uh also something like Desmond Bain has been getting more uh he's been. I ain't gonna say better because I mean he was playing good at the beginning of the season. Then he went through like that week slump, um, or week and a half slump. But I mean he he has rejuvenated this these past couple games. Um, what what do you have last game? I believe he had high, like what thirty points. Career high of yeah twenty nine points. points. Um, that's career high. I yeah. mean I guess well, he yeah, he he was just a role player last year, so it makes sense. Um, the game this season, before was, that, he only had two points. Twice which was this bad. Uh, you said what? Uh, he only had two points a game before that. And he had thunder. 23 points, 18 points, uh, nine points, 20 points. Like, he, he's been a little bit more consistent uh, this season. But uh, what have you seen since like Josh been out? Has he been getting more touches? Because I haven't really tuned into Grizzly games because like, I know what type of team they are. So it's like I don't really feel a need to watch them as much as I probably could. Uh, yeah, he's got more touches for sure. He's actually got touches at the point guard at the one. He's been playing the one uh at times, and that, that was that was something Jenkins had planned. Uh, he start he kind of started it with the summer league, used it as an experiment where he wanted to see if uh pretty much he made Banner our point guard for the whole summer league and see how he ran it, and he did pretty well. Uh, there, there's like there's like certain things he still needs to fix, but uh. As so far, he's got more touches. You can see that he's added a lot more to his game this season, especially when it comes to taking uh, just like way more difficult shots. Like his, he he's, he just the confidence that he's playing with right now is insane. And also, I would say that there's something with Desmond Bain, but he plays really good on the road. Uh, like me, me, uh, me and Brad's podcast, the Grizz Nation podcast, our Grizzlies one, shameless plug. But uh, we last night when we were talking about that Mavericks game. Or before it, our, we, we did our predictions for players of the game, and I was saying how Desmond Bain's my, my uh, prediction, and Brad agreed with me because he plays so good on the road, and he ends up being a career high. So it, I don't know what it is exactly at home, but on the road, Desmond Bain's been playing like a different player, and I'd even say he's he's starting to just become really consistent. Like that, this leap that he's took uh, from rookie year to sophomore year has been amazing. It's I think it's went to like eight points to fifteen. Uh, so she's still shooting like thirty eight percent from three. And I, he's he's adding more to his game than just being a spot shooter, uh, kind of being able to create his own shot. And I, I'll say his driving game has been way better too. So, also underrated defense. He plays underrated defense. I saw like some statistic that he's like he's actually been clamping up this year. So Desmond Bain's become a re a really good player just from uh, his rookie year to this year, and it's been it's been a blessing for his team. Um. Well, shoot! I know you saw the news about uh, Luke Walton getting fired, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, how couldn't you? It was like what the last week or a week and a half ago. Um, so what was your reaction to that? Because I mean, I was kind of laughing just because it was like a couple of days after we recorded the last episode, and I'm just like, well, um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess better later than 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 never, um, you know. But he should have been gone. 
But uh, what's your reaction to that? Because I mean, I thought it was good for the Kings. Oh, it's well, it's actually like the this is this is the best thing that's happened to the Kings in a, a while. I mean, I mean, you got good draft picks, but like my reaction is like, okay, Walden's gone. That's cool. People are gonna react like crazy, like oh. Oh, they they fire Walden in the twenty and all this like finally and then it's, I'm I'm just thinking like well that's delayed two years he probably should have been gone a while back ago I throw think he should have been gone two years ago uh, when the management was getting blown up of Waddy's gone or G, you know everyone just everyone in the uh, pretty pretty much their whole organization was just game they're just gone I I can't believe that they got the new guys in and then they're like oh, we're gonna keep Luke Walden here and after last season they the season goes off and everyone's like Luke Walden's probably gonna be gone and then they come out again and say. Well, um, we think that we're gonna keep him. We're gonna keep it on for another year. It's like, why? What's the What's the whole point? And I think eventually this season it just got way worse. Tristan Thompson even came out and he was getting mad. Like he was, I forget what he exactly said. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, he was like, like he was fed up with Christian Wall and stuff. Christian, Wall, <laughs> I mean, I said Christian. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson in a Tristan Thompson in a certain situation right now. Um, <laughs> that uh, it's not basketball related. But, uh, uh, but yeah, like Walden. This is not. And this is not the first time Walden's pissed off a player on the team. He did it with Buddy Hill, uh, especially a lot after oh, Buddy yeah. Hill. Oh yeah, remember Buddy Hill liked. Remember Buddy Hill liked that tweet about him. Uh, that, it, was, it was about like Luke Walden not starting him, and that Luke yeah. Walden should be fired or something like that. It's funny enough though. He's not even. They're not even starting him now. Actually, comes off the bench. I think like he's just kind of like their six man. Uh. Even with, even with their intern coach, but I remember uh, the whole Luke, like Luke Wan and Buddy Hill thing, especially after his, I mean, his first year because uh, Buddy Hill came off a season where he averaged pretty much almost all star numbers. Like he was the best player on the Kings, and they were ninth in the West. And then out of nowhere, Wan comes here and he drops in production, and they bench him. Uh, I remember the one game that really. Uh, fed up Buddy Hill is when they're against the Raptors and it was late in the game they ended up taking out Buddy Hill for the final shot and they get like a half court it was like a half court shot to be Alicia I'm like and this is this is like a couple games after Buddy Hill just won the three-point contest and I'm like well if you need a guy hit a three on your team that would have to be Buddy Hill why would you give you why would you get a deep three with be Alicia for the to try a tie game uh I yeah Wallen's done yeah, a lot of questionable things and he, it's this my reaction is this is overdue like this should have happened a long time ago. So that's how I see it. The King, this is this is big for the Kings, though. In my eyes, like the Kings finally. Yeah, got, have, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to uh, exactly do with the roster because I, I wonder what they're. Because I really, I really wonder what the Kings could have been these last couple of years with a good coach on their team. Because I feel like they have a. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Marvin Bagley's been more minutes now. Yeah, like. I don't know if I'm. I don't. Know, I don't think I'm tripping when I say this, but I think with a good coach, the Kings the last couple of years could possibly be a playoff team, because all all it was was they were ninth in the West a couple of years ago, and then Luke Wan comes in, and that just became a big drop. Especially because when Luke Wan came here, he really dropped the pace on their team, and the Kings were a team that needs to be playing at a fast pace, especially when you got Fox uh, yeah. as the leader of your team. Yeah, I mean, you you yeah, Dan Fox was like literally one of the fastest players in the league, if not the fastest player in the league, and you just like, oh no, you're gonna play half court offense. You know, forget fast pace. We're going to go to one of the fastest pace teams in the league, one of the lowest pace teams in the league. Oh, and we ain't going to start Marvin Bagley, who was a top pick. If I'm not mistaken, they had uh, David uh, Yoger as their coach, right? Before the Walden. Yeah, and he's a... Yeah, he's a... I think he's dealing with cancer right now. Is he he dealing with cancer right now? Yeah. I'm not too sure. I mean, is he a sister? Yeah, with the Sixers, but I think okay. he'll take a break because he's dealing with some kind of. With some, I don't know if it's exactly cancer. If it is my mistake, if it isn't my mistake, I know he's dealing with some kind of like uh, mental issues. I mean, not, I mean health issues. So hopefully everything's gonna be good with him. Uh, prayers out to him. But I, they had him and he was doing good. And I, I always thought he was a good coach. He used to coach the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies had some good seasons with under him. So I was always kind of just like respected him as a coach. I thought he was a good coach. I think he gets in the ninth seed, he gets fired, and then Lawton comes in. Uh, under David, uh, under Coach uh, Joker, they had a pace of top five in the league. Luke Wong comes in there at twenty six. That is stupid. <laughs> that's already be a red flag just like off the start, and that's why I was like, why is why is Walden? How did he stay as a as the coach for this team for so long? 
So I really, I really wonder what the team could have been under actual good coach because they have they had a lot of talent on that roster yeah, for I, sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been Gentry the coach right now, and he isn't like doing like, oh my gosh, amazing. Like I believe they they have a losing record even with him um, yeah, at the head do. coach position. But it's like at least Luke Wallen's out that seat, and somebody else difference in that seat. Um, and now I don't know who's going to replace Luke Walden. It won't be that hard. It doesn't seem like. I mean, you're inheriting a at least a good core roster. Um, don't know who's going to be there in a couple of years. Because I mean, Marvin Bagley looks like he should be on the move soon, even though he's getting more minutes now. Uh, Buddy Hill is getting he is getting younger. He's what? Buddy Hill's like what? Twenty eight. Yeah, he's but he's still um, he's still fairly young. Like should be a Laker, but you know, like his other plans. But, but yeah, like yeah, Hield's fairly young, and I—I I mean, they, I, they haven't been. I, I've actually watched a couple Kings games uh, since Luan's been fired. I watched the Lakers one, and then I watched the Grizzlies one, and I a little of a, I can't remember. I think it was the Blazers, just a little of it though. And I've seen some questionable things. Um, it wasn't—it's not the prettiest performances, but he is an intern coach for a reason. This—he's not probably gonna be the guy for the future. Uh, so we'll we'll see who they actually go ahead and go get um, as the actual coach for the for the team. But I I just I just think they're going to be experimenting some stuff for the rest of the year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to clear like they they try to clear a lot of the roster at the deadline. Kind of, what, what would you can you see the mat uh, the the Kings kind of being like the magic of the last deadline? Because remember the magic um, they cleared the team like they oh. they they went crazy. They draw they they went like. Uh, Evan Fournier to the Celtics. Vucevic. I don't think Vucevic was expected to get traded. Went to the uh, Bulls. Aaron Gordon. He went to the Nuggets. Surprised they didn't get. I'm surprised they didn't get Terrence Ross. I don't know why Terrence Ross is still on that roster to this day. But uh, yeah, like they clean. They cleaned house. I I wouldn't be. I I wonder. Uh, like, do you really think the Kings can I mean, be kind of that? I mean, I don't think they're going to do that because I mean, look at Evan Fournier was. If he's not pushing, I mean, if he's not 31, he's pushing 31 at least. Um, so is Vucevic, who is like 30 right now. Um, Aaron Gordon, even though he's young, you probably just need to get rid of him anyways. Um, I mean, he's a good player. He's, he's he's probably the best defender on the the Nuggets right now. He's big reason why they're one of the best defensive teams in, in the league. Um, but, I mean, he isn't going to do nothing for you on the Magic uh, versus like the Kings, do they have De'Aaron Fox, who's still fairly what 23, 24? He's he's yeah. a year younger than Davion Mitchell, or like the same age as Davion Mitchell. What's crazy? Davion Mitchell what's crazy is enough, a year younger than him. He has been like talked about getting traded, not King, not organization, but people are like you know kind of saying like that might have to be a that might have to be in the plans. Uh, which is crazy because if I'm if I'm talking about players that I don't think should be traded off the Kings, it's probably De'Aaron Fox as like a top one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if he keeps, oh. if he keeps playing how he, like, he hasn't been good this season. We can be honest about that. He, he has been. So if, if it, they came, if it did came uh, down to that, he probably, he probably gonna get to the a point where he might have to get traded. Um, I'm just saying, I, if a Ben, if the Kings want Ben Simmons, I doubt they're going to get the trade done without giving up the Aaron Fox. So <laughs> there is that one too. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's got Tyrese Halliburton also. I'm talking about the players that Marvin Bagley's young too. Yeah, I'm talking about the players though that like I feel like should have been off the Kings a while, uh, from like a while, uh, because they have so many players that I thought like okay they would have been traded. Oh, like Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Harrison Barnes, I think has to be off that team by now. I think Buddy Hill has to be off that team by now, and Marvin Bagley, I don't know now, uh, but I still kind of expect. Yeah, I mean, he he hasn't like. Yeah, he hasn't wowed nobody in his minutes, but he's played good. He hasn't played terrible. But he, yeah, but he, I, I really think that I think minutes. that Marvin Bagley's going to be a team. Like the Kings are, their, their phone's going to be getting blown up for Marvin Bagley, without a doubt. Because I know a lot of teams are going to want Marvin Bagley for sure. So they have a lot of players that just like need to get you know like like just need to be off that team. They even got a couple players that might like you know contenders might be like wanting to get for a dirt cheap. I mean, you never know. Uh, whatever team doesn't want Tristan Thompson because Tristan Thompson's gonna bring. He's gonna provide you that like good veteranship and pretty much. Yeah. Like, I, I, when I've watched the Kings for the times I have this year, I, actually in that Grizzlies game, even though the Grizzlies were did blow him out, he came off the bench for the Kings and he was pretty much the whole the whole any moment the Kings had in that game. Tristan Thompson kind of made it because he brought a lot of energy off the bench and 
uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a team wants him. There's a couple players on that team. I mean, like, he's he isn't a terrible player. Like he's on the Celtics, he wasn't bad. He was just starting over Robert Williams and getting it minutes. You know, he him and Daniel Tyson was just starting over Robert Williams, and it was annoying because I knew Robert Williams had much more potential than just being like a third string center. Um. He also he also isn't terrible on a switch when it comes to like switching on smaller guards. Now is he gonna lock him up? No, he's probably gonna get cooked like every other center. But he he can, he can do a fair job of at least trying to guard him. Uh, I I guess I maybe the maybe only problem is that he's dealing with a situation right now. Um, um, off the court and yeah. I believe if, if you saw it said like he's planning on retiring after this season. That well. Well, what what came out of what he texted the person that you know he's having off the court issues with that he's planning he plans on retiring after this season, which I mean I guess won't be bad because I I got I is he on a one year contract right he's on like a one year vet minimum I, I would I would expect he is um you want you right about that though I mean there's there's other players though like I I wouldn't be surprised if some team won uh Alex Len just get a big like that off the bench or death like. There's certain there's players on that team that need that are going to be traded. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Kings make a lot of deadline trades, uh, try to get some better pieces for the future, any piece that they can for the future, uh, and kind of just kind of do something like the Magic because they're going to be kind of in that position, I think, and not be in the a position of a mediocre team that's right out that like they're they're weird they're even weirder like they're not just a, they're not like a playing team that's mid like they're a team that's always right outside of the playing and always has like a. I would say around like the ten or like the nine to like thirteen spot in the draft, and they can they're able to get good players at that spot, of course, but they're never able to get like that top. They're not getting that top top pick, um, and probably where the direction that they're going, they're gonna need they're gonna need to get one of those picks. I mean, so man, I think I wish I would have picked Fran, uh, Franz Wagner uh, in the draft, but instead they chose Dave Got Mitchell, which mind boggled me. Um, but I mean, he could be helping right now, but you know the. The Kings will be the Kings. Um, I thought offering some gun was another, a good thing too. Uh, they had, they yeah, had, they had they had options there. Uh, and I, I don't give you like me and you both agree we like Davion Mitchell. We think Davion Mitchell's a good player. It's just with the Kings, it's, it's such a weird pick. Like I was not, I, I was not expecting that pick for sure. Uh, and like I said, like I, I'll see, like I'm, like I've already seen mock drafts like putting the Kings getting like point guards. Like why? <laughs> the, the Kings need to stop with this whole guard stuff, and then just get like a bet. I guess a better big. Uh, even Jamari Smith would be a good player for the Kings. With yeah, the, like he he really would. Um, but I mean, would they be there to pick him? Probably not. I will actually. I mean, they might actually this year. Now, I mean, right now they're like. I I really think they're actually like the team like right outside of the uh, playing. So they're probably like eleven, uh, eleven, twelve, or whatever. So they might have a chance because. That, that's what I'm saying. Like that, why it might be a good idea to clean house at the deadline. Because if you clean house at the deadline, you might be like the magic, where you get to the point where you're just starting players off the street that you just don't know, and, and you're gonna you're gonna get a top pick in the draft. So, so I wouldn't be surprised with that. Uh, maybe that's just maybe that's just better for the direction that the Kings are, should go. Like, might have to do scope for another rebuild. Uh, because I feel like Walden, I would say Walden has delayed the rebuild for sure. Because it wasn't even supposed to be a rebuild. They're supposed, they supposed to be better uh, after the season that Wallen came in and, and just kind of got things. A lot of things got ruined and there was drama getting created. So they might have to go into another rebuild. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, another team that's struggling right now is the Trailblazers. Who, I mean, of course, we we saying you know they should blow it up in the past. Yeah. I, I, but like lately, they've been terrible. Um, I believe they're what two and ten in, in the last ten matchups, or two and eight. Sorry. Um, recently, they just lost to the Celtics, one forty five to one seventeen. The game before that, they lost to the, the Spurs, one fourteen eighty three. Um, then they beat the the, the Pistons the game before that. But the the two games before that Pistons game, they lost to the Warriors and the Jazz by double digit points. Uh, also, like. This team is so frustrating because I mean, you know, Chauncey Billups came in. It was like, oh well, you know, they're 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 uh, the same team as last year, kinda. And you know, Dane said in his press conference, I believe was it after the the, the USA Olympics, he was like, yeah, he, he was like, you know, um, we need we we, we kind of need more changes. He basically said we kind of need more changes than just a head coach. 
it ain't just a, it just wasn't Terry Stotts, you know. It could be the fact that y'all got 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 three players that six foot three, um, at the the point guard, shooting guard, small forward position, and the fact that y'all front court has almost been the same for the past couple of years. <laughs> um, besides, you know, s- s- switching out Myers Leonard and uh, what some other players that they've had in the past couple of years. I don't know, uh, Afrukaminu, Mo Harkless, like. So I switched not those players like uh but like this team is just so frustrating. I believe right now they are what tenth in the in the West, eleventh in the West, one of those two. They're eleven they to thirteen are, right now. Yeah. They're yeah, they're tenth in the West, eleven to thirteen. Eleven to thirteen. It's ugly. It but it seems like the record is worse than that. It does. Uh I didn't I really I like I've Damian Lillard's been way too patient with these dudes. It's been it's it's way too patient because it's getting to the point like Lillard is not on this team. They have not given him the help at any point. <laughs> like they, no one don't, don't tell me oh well we got Norman Powell last year. No, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you, you they have not made a, that big move to really help Lillard uh, get farther in the playoffs. And right now all it's like it's not even getting any. They're not even in the same spot they were last year. It's actually getting worse. So yeah. Uh, and you like you remember Lillard said he said that I, I'm not I'm not going to request a trade, but I want changes made. Their changes were Chauncey Billups, Cody Zeller, and they had well, who's one more Larry Nance. Yeah, yeah, like, Larry Nance Jr. <laughs> that is not that's not help. That's like you, Lillard means like he wants a team to be just completely like I, I bet you Lillard wants a team to be completely reorganized, just revamped pretty much. Probably. Um, I mean, I mean, he probably wants to keep CJ, but other than that, it's like everybody can go. I mean, I think CJ um, should. I, I think that backcourt should be done, done for, like gone. Yeah, it should. I mean, I've been, I've been saying that for like four years. Well, not four years, about three years now. Yeah, like I, I and um, it's no, no offense to CJ McCollum. I think CJ McCollum's a good player, but obviously, it's not like anything great. Like it's just not a great backcourt. Like it's not going to get you that far. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got offense, but they for every point they're going to score, they can give up some points too. Like they, they're a bad defensive back uh, backcourt. I thought Ben Simmons was really like the trade they needed to do in the offseason and just nothing got like they obviously they were interested, but um nothing got going with 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 that uh I mean just nothing with the whole Ben Simmons trade got going. Ben Simmons is still in the Sixers and I don't even know if it's I don't know how much better it's gonna get. It just looks like I see something about Ben Simmons every day. Uh but I always thought that was the trade that they didn't do. Or they could have got a guy like Sabonis. I always thought Sabonis was a really good fit for the Blazers. They just never made that. He's never really made the move uh, to get to get like that big player. They've always just got like these little mid players. Um, they dealt with injuries a lot. It, I, it's been a mess for a long time. And I, I know they just fired their GM. The thing is, though, the Blazers also don't have really caps any cap space to work with uh, to go sign nah. like go sign no guys. And I, would I say they have the best trade packages in the NBA? No, they don't. <laughs> Like I, if like if we're talking if we're talking trade packages to go get some big player, I don't know who you exactly got. Like you got Alfred Simmons and uh, I guess Norman Powell can be throwing something. I mean, you got like, little can be throwing something. Uh, it's yeah. Not I, I, I mean, you got like appealing kind of trade packages. Like you know, you throwing CJ McCullough with, with with Anthony Simons. Um, yeah, you know, go I mean, Anthony Simons have played better this season. Simmons, they can go get Ben Simmons for sure. I don't Same know. Do I mean. At this point, do you, do you accept that trade for the Sixers? Like, I mean, getting getting some type of production for no production is good, right? But it's going to get you no production at all because he's just sitting there. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he he's battling mental health, at, uh, um, as he says. But it's like he, he still gives you no production. It's like some type of production is better than no production, I guess. I mean, uh, I would say Ben, ben Simmons not being on the Sixers is kind of hurt the Sixers in a way. Because like I, Ben Simmons gonna make you, he, he's gonna make you a good regular season team, for sure. It's just yeah, I mean, yeah, Maxi been balling though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Maxi, Maxi's taking a nice uh, uh that he's making a nice jump right now. But yeah, uh, Sixers right now they're a nine seed. They're twelve and eleven. That uh, was just not bad, especially because the the East this year has been really good. It just has like the East is the East is actually like over. Uh, it's it's overshadowing the uh, the West, which is the first time in a while I feel like so. It's cool to see, but yeah, like like you said, any production it would be good. I think CJ McCollum would not be a bad pickup at all for the Sixers. 
uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of trades that the that the Sixers really did decline for Ben Simmons uh, in the offseason that, that I feel like they should have did. Uh, I thought Thad Young and the Dante Murray would have been a good uh, pickup uh, trade for them that they did. Bro, that, that would be offered. such a huge trade, right? The Dante yeah. Murray is balling. That Young, he's he's actually frustrated. I believe something just came out where he was like he was mad they not getting really any minutes um, on the, um, yeah. which is, the, which the Spurs is, or just mad about his playing time on the Spurs. But like Dejounte is taking a step up. On on the offensive end, like he's always been a good defender, but he's taking a they, way they a bigger step up trade. on the offensive end. They were offered that trade and they declined it, uh, which is just ridiculous to me. Because when I saw that, I was like, "Whoa!" Because first of all, sending Sixers to the Spurs is no threat at all. Spurs would still, I don't think the Spurs would even would still not. They, they probably would be they'd be more competitive, I think, because something about Simmons and 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 uh, Popovich might might just work and. They'd probably just be like the same old Spurs, kind of competitive or whatever. But the Sixers against John T. Murray and Thad Young, and like you said, Thad Young not getting minutes is kind of like him. He has the right to be mad about that because Thad Young's a good player. Uh, so yeah. I'm not, like I, I've always liked Thad Young. He was really good last year for the Bulls, uh, especially when they were dealing with injuries. We've all seen that Thad Young. We all, we've all seen that Thad Young photo where it's like him, LeBron, like Bird, Michael yeah. Jordan, most extra, couple other great uh, players, like of all time. Like it must, it was just an extra graphic. I don't know why, it, but it, it just worked. They just had to put it. But yeah, like Thad Young's a really good player, and I, I don't. I'm, I think for any playoff contending team, Thad Young is a guy you can you can plug in, and he'll he'll give you a lot good production. So, don't know why Sixers would do that trade. I know, I know they did, like I respect it in a way that they have not given up about how like oh we want Ben Simmons for this much and I get it's a shit ton that they want Ben Simmons for but I I, I do have somewhat respect that they just have not said like oh uh, I'm not going to lowball Ben Simmons at all like what if I want for, if I want McCollum and four first round picks from uh Ben Simmons that's what I that's what I'm going to ask for I'm not going to ask for McCollum and two first because which I, that, that's just how it's I mean been. McCollum has been the best player on the on, on the um the Trailblazers this year his ass might be worth is you 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 might you might have to give up the the Sixers might have to give up for a first round picks to get him at this point because Damian Lillard has been struggling. Tell me though, will Ben Simmons still be on the Sixers after the deadline or no? Yeah, he will. Let's see, and I think I'll put money on that. It's kind of crazy, but it's 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 just I just have that feeling like the Sixers are just not going to get anywhere with this Ben Simmons stuff, and it's really it's really crazy. Uh, man, I'm not gonna lie. If I was the GM, he would be off the team easily. I would have found that trade real quick, but I, I mean, the Sixers—they're really just going to—they're going to—they want to get what they want to get for him. But yeah, like I mean, back to the Blazers. What we're, what we're originally talking Dang's about. Things been uh, tr- trash. Um, I know. Mean, I, I don't I know mean, what a, where do the Blazers even go from there. <laughs> like really, I, I'm. I mean, to the first round out. I mean, there's no, there's no. What, what are you gonna do besides trace? If you're not gonna trade CJ or Dame, what, what are you gonna do that's gonna like up your chances of making it out of the first second round? Like, well, I mean, at this point, it's either it's either you you go another year with the same backcourt and with this team, and you get out first second round, or you 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 blow up either either you blow it up by trading CJ or Dame. There's like no in between. Uh, my, my 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 vote is I hope they blow it up, get Dame off the team, get Dame at least put get Dame on a team where he can go contend, you know, and go go try to go get this championship. I love that. Uh, but the I, I McCollum probably get traded too. I'm not gonna lie, blow up the team and build for the future because it's it's I mean and I mean yeah it sucks that the that the boys have to go in in this direction, but I mean that's the that's the management's fault because. When you re- when they had the chances to get uh, Dame to help to get over the hump, they just really messed up and they just not make the right moves at all. Uh, and that that's just the that just that's just what happens. So, you know, it sucks to see. Uh, I hope I I'm really hoping they do that they do go that direction because I want to see Dame on a contending team. I think Dame on the Sixers would be amazing. And that that's just that's just how I think it has to go with them. Maybe with this maybe with the Pacers too. Pacers are another team that might have to go blow it up. Because I don't, the Patriots are kind of in a spot where a weird spot too, where they're kind of like not really garbage, but they're not really bad. I mean, they're not really bad or they're not yeah, really it's, good. It's, so. it's funny because they got like quality players at like each position, like Brogdon, 
Um, the shooting guard. Who's the shooting guard again? I don't know why I can't think of his name. Is it Justin Holiday? Is I mean, it Chris Duarte? They got Karis LeVert, but I don't. He don't really. Oh play. yeah, Karis LeVert. Um, I don't know. Is he, TJ is he playing Warren. or is he injured? I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least last time I talked, he was playing. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. If there's a team I probably haven't watched this season, it's probably the Pacers. I don't. I can't recall a lot if I, if I watch really any Pacers games. So, Pacers has been the same team for years. It's like there's no point yeah. to like like. They, they they like they just been the same team with different with with a little bit of different uh role players. Um, Sabonis is kind a of that, uh, good player. TJ Warren's a good player. Turner Miles Turner is a good player. Like they got good players at each position. They would kind of get that fraudulent respect that they were a really good team because they were fourth in the East for like certain years. But the thing is, though, it's like it's the East and the time the times that they were getting the four like they got the fourth seed and all that. It wasn't because like there are really good teams because the East is so weak. Uh, they're not no team that's going to be contending for no championship, even when, when they were in the fourth seed. So, uh, that's just that's just how it is. The the Pacers have been in the same situation, I think, as the Blazers, where they're going to have to blow up their team because they have they have you know they have the pieces to to trade away and kind of you know start over and make a good young core. That's yeah, just kind of, um, that's kind of how I see it. Actually, did you get a report to where you remember? Uh, you, you saw the report that, that Kimba was getting benched and everything. It looked and it looked like you know he the bottom by what what Tip said like he wasn't basically going to be in rotation for the rest of the year the way he was talking. Yeah. Um, but but it was a report that came out that said you know oh uh shoot trade Kimba for Dame kind of I'm like bro Kimba makes like four mil <laughs> Dame makes like twenty something mil like that that math do not add up. <laughs> I. I... Kemba's gonna Kemba's gonna be a weird in, a weird situation too, uh, like where where does Kemba go from here? His career is kind of in a weird spot now, because you know remember he was all star not that long ago. Now it's uh, two years ago, first year in the Celtics. I can't see Kemba getting no starting job anywhere else, like really anywhere. He's a bench guy now, <laughs> so I I don't think I really I really don't think Kemba's uh, bad enough to be completely benched. I think he has a spot somewhere. They'll be playing. They'll be playing for a team. So, yeah, with with Thiv's system, he he probably is better as a bench role player, um, just like as, as a six man maybe type player. Because I mean, Thiv's system is like it's like grit and grind. Like defensively, we're gonna we're gonna hold our hats on 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 the defensive end or or defensive side of the ball. Um, we're gonna have offense, but we ain't gonna have we our defense is always gonna be better than our offense. So he, he he's that type of coach. Uh with Kimba, yeah. Uh I just think he's he might not get back in like the rotation um on, on, on like a game by game basis for the whole year. I mean, I see him getting minutes, but I don't know about game by game. Yeah, it's it's really been downhill for Kemba since he's left the Hornets, and the Hornets were not a good team when he actually really hated that team. Now that I remember remember it because it's just like Kemba and then a bunch of bad contracts for like a bunch of mid players. They had like Cody yeah. Zeller on a bad contract, Bismack Biombo on a bad contract, Nick Spatoon on a bad contract. Team was that team was uh, terrible. <laughs> just not not a team I would want to watch. But yeah, actually. I kind of felt bad for Kimba when I saw the news. Um, after rereading, I remember you sent it to me. Now, like I kind of like just kept rereading it. Now, like I remember that, you know, because uh, they announced the city date, the the city day jerseys and everything. Um, and he he was the person in the picture as like this hometown hero type type dude or hometown kid. Yeah. Um. It it sucks. I, 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 cause, it, cause, he, cause it's, it's like, it's like the dude was, the dude was really in a, a high spot of his career not that long ago. Like, he really, like, really, like, he was that dude in Charlotte couple, just a couple years ago. And now it's, uh, you're not even, you're not even playing on a roster right now. Uh, you're just like, uh, you're out of rotation guy. Uh, so I, I hope, I would hope the Knicks can find a, a home for him or he can just, you know, I don't know what, what's his contract right now, uh, exactly with the Knicks. Is he on like a, I don't know how many years he's exactly there for, but, Hopefully the Knicks can go find a home for him because I I, I, I don't want to see I feel like Kemba is good enough to be playing somewhere, but yeah. Uh, so, so hopefully hopefully uh they can they can they can go get him like a trade or something because I want to I want to see Kemba playing somewhere. Yeah. Um. 
actually, ha, ha, have you watched? I mean, I, I know you told me um the the why 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 my brain my brain going blank right now um the Suns and Warriors. Uh, yeah. I didn't watch the second game. I watched a condensed version of the second game. It wasn't highlights, but it's just, you know, the game without the, the commercials. So what's really a two-hour game is like a, a, a hour game. Um, but what's the thing you saw that? Because, I mean, the first game I really watched, and that man Steph was getting locked up by uh, Mikael Bridges. Oh, yeah. Steph was shooting like garbage. <laughs> he was, Steph, Steph was... Steph was really struggling in that game. Um... And uh, coming into the first, like, actually, my prediction was completely right with this. Um, I thought the Suns were going to win first game, and then the Warriors are going to win second. Uh, I, either way, I thought it was going to be a split. But, uh, yeah, the Suns, they just, I, like, I just had the feeling the Suns are going to keep on the streak, and they they were the better team. Uh, and, I mean, you know, there, there was the whole, there was the whole stuff with Devin Booker, you know, Devin Booker was like, he had, he had his little, he had his little, uh, what, what was his injured? Was it his hamstring? It was a hamstring injury. Yeah, uh, and he and Bucker was fairly not, like he was bomb for the minutes that he had, but he had, he wasn't able to play really uh, that long at all. Uh, but really, in, early in this game, it was it, this. This is a game that's like, like you can see, like you can really see these teams playing in the Western Conference Finals. Like I like I can vision. Yeah. It was such a good. It was such a good game. It was back and forth. Um, and towards the end, just like right towards the end, the Suns, you know, they finally like just started uh, taking this game away. Uh, once again, man, the Warriors just—they just turn over the ball way too much, and it's crazy to me that they do this because they are a very—they have a lot of vets on this team, and I don't think they would—I would not think this would be a team that would turn over the ball this much. And I feel like they're. This has to be—I'm not sure what number of of twenty turnover games this is this for them this season, but they turn over the ball way too much, and I feel like a lot of the times when I look at the Warriors, like they. They they always have they have a bunch of tur- twenty turnover games and I'm surprised that they only have lost uh three games or they actually lost last night to the Spurs yeah so, so they Spurs. lost four games I believe they're what nineteen and four if I'm not mistaken yeah like it's uh, crazy to me though that they turn over the ball this much and they only have four losses because they do it a, a lot like very often um yeah I mean since I'm, I'm not surprised with their ball movement and like their type of system like Steph Curry is a is a dude in the past. Even last season, like he he was a person that you know could turn the ball over five times in the game if if it feels like that. Like he was always a person that you know gonna get you some points. But I mean he he he's can he can he's prone to turn over the ball at least like two two to three times a game. Uh, and with their ball movement system, I'm not surprised that they're turning the ball over. Uh, especially since they're like a little bit more fast paced sometimes. Uh, like. They're passing and everything. I'm not surprised, uh, but I mean the Suns aren't a, a, a the Suns aren't a saucy team. Like they have what twenty plus pers- twenty plus turnovers in that first game. Some of that has to be due to like Mikael Bridges' defense on Steph, to where like they, the 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 whole system had to be changed from revolving around Steph to like revolving around every other player. Uh, but I mean, they do it often though. I mean, even the even the game they lost to the Grizzlies this year, they had twenty something turnovers and. That's not that I don't remember who would be on. I think Desmond Bain's on Steph that game. Uh, well, I said he has underrated defense, but Desmond Bain's no D- Dylan Brooks or nothing like that. So, uh, they've had multiple games where they've had 20 turn, they like a lot of 20 turnover games this season. And I know they've had some where they won with 20 turnovers, but yeah, it's been it's been a little sloppy for a team that has because, like I said, the Warriors have probably like the most like they their whole roster is just full of familiar players from the up and from up and down, like. They, it's crazy how much depth they, this team has. So, I, but there's no. It's it's expected that they lose this game, but just how Steph played and Steph is Steph has been non-existent in quarters for some reason this season. Like I get they've been playing good. I get Steph's been doing his thing, but we can't lie. Steph has been like non-existent in the fourth quarter this year. <laughs> First, yeah, and, he's actually been bad over the past three games. Speaking to, uh, which not just the fourth quarter, like these past three games, I believe he shot what like thirty three percent from the three. Um, like twenty percent from the from uh from from the field. Like he's had bad splits these last like last three games. The Suns, the Suns, and the and the Spurs. It's who he's faced. So and he's I mean, played the, some good good defensive teams, or at least teams and, with good defenders on them. And I mean, like on, on the Sun sides of things, how about how how about that DeAndre Aiden and Chris Paul duo? It's just uh, it's it, when 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 Devin Booker goes out, that's the you know there's there's that little duo. And I always say how Chris Paul makes brings the best out of bigs. 
And we saw that exactly from DeAndre Aiden that night. And he was a problem out there. Uh, the sun, the sun, like I, I would, this, this would be such a fun seven game series. For like, I, I, I feel like this game, this, this would go seven games, seven, six games. It, it'd just be a really entertaining, uh, entertaining series. Uh, the other thing is though, it's a little scary yeah. because the Warriors are been playing this good and they still haven't got Clay or Wiseman back. So, uh, yeah, so or there, James, yeah, James that, Wiseman, Kawhi. Yeah, there's, there's always that in Sorry. my in my head that the Warriors are playing like this and they don't have those two players, which which are very impactful players once they get them. So, especially Clay, and uh, that's going it's that's that's just kind of crazy to think about. So, uh, I didn't watch the second game of this, but um. First, first game. That's that's what I got. I did, I didn't even want to watch. Uh, I mean, you can kind of go on about the second game because I didn't really uh, even see like highlights of it. I just know the Warriors. You know, it's kind of like this yeah. took one in nice fashion. I mean, it's a good like player stepped. I mean, of course, the, probably the biggest reason why they won was Steph Curry actually had a good game, um, or at least he had a better game than what was the first game. Yeah. Uh, and Devin Booker. You know, watch yeah, yeah, Devin Booker wasn't in the game for the whole game. Uh, he, Devin Booker played what the first quarter, second, the first and second quarter, or at least first and half quarters of the first game, um, which attributes to something because he's Devin Booker. Uh, but Watson yeah. Scott Anderson, I, I remember seeing him stepping up. Uh, Gary Payton has been big this whole season for them. It's so funny because I remember we was like, you know, Avery Bradley probably should stay on the team, but like that management said, nah, we want Gary Payton the second, <laughs> the men on the team. Um, I don't know where that dude just started popping off, and he was a he was a he was a G League guy, um, and the words give him hit uh, they give him that chance, and it really worked out. The dude, the dude yeah, is nice. Uh, they man. didn't turn the they, they actually didn't turn the ball over as much that game, if I'm not mistaken. Like I believe they had. I remember I remember hearing. I remember who was commentating, but I remember hearing. Uh, it might have been Mark Jackson saying like they had like only like seventeen turnovers. It was like between it was like between fifteen and seventeen turnovers, um, and it was uh, just like you know, you know that's just a bit a big thing because I mean, t- t- taking it down from twenty plus the first game, then you know knocking it down by uh, at least three to 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 uh, what three to seven uh, the next game It's like you know that's a big thing because. Those points, the whole turnover is equal to other points to points to the other team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, they played really good defense on DeAndre Aiden. I mean, DeAndre Aiden still had like a good first, uh, second game, but the first game he wasn't as effective as the first game. We didn't seem like. Man, I got, also, Mikael Bridges was out for a little bit of the, of the second game, also because he uh, fractured his thumb, or like he. Well, I don't know if he fractured his thumb, but something happened to his thumb to where he had to get be out for a certain amount of time. Man, I gotta say though, I love, Wait, I, I, mean, love he, he I love, uh, 30 minutes. I love Draymond Green's stat line in this game. <laughs> that dude, that dude had one of the most original Draymond games, uh, Draymond Green games ever. He had nine, 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 three and six. <laughs> Coming in the six, he he had six steals and three blocks. To go along with nine, nine, nine. That's just that's just Draymond Green for you. Uh, but yeah, like by looks of things, Curry. Uh, Curry was just shooting. He was just shooting lights out from three of this game. Uh, Curry just doing Curry things. Uh, Wiggins had a good game, and like you said, you know Gary Payton and Juan Toscano Anderson just had that. Uh, they just had that spark on the bench. I saw Toscano Anderson had caught a body in this game too. Uh, Javale McGee, right? Yeah, Javale McGee. Yep. Which I forgot. Who, I forgot he, 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 he said something impressive. Yeah, he, he said something impressive. It was like you know that's his best in game dunk ever. And JaVale McGee was like, you know, uh, you're welcome. I sign like the poster for you or something like that. <laughs> JaVale McGee would say some shit like that. He would say some shit like that. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a, and I, bro, people are not giving that dumb credit. Uh, it's crazy because it's like, look, I don't, I don't, I don't like to say it, but if that was John Moran doing that dunk, that's, that shit's going all over the place. So, but since it's Juan Scott Anderson doing this dunk, it ain't that big. Uh, but you know, he gets, he gets my respect for that, for that one. Uh, that yeah, I actually had I actually had to go search for that dunk on YouTube because I couldn't find it on Twitter for real. Everyone was everyone was saying that the uh, the dunk of the year is Anthony Edwards dunk on Gabe Vincent, which didn't count because <laughs> it, it was like a fa- I think it was an offensive foul. Uh, I'm like okay, I'm like okay, especially because it's on Gabe Vincent. So I'm looking at the scars. I'm like the scars is on a, a he's on, it's on a rim protector Javale McGee, or the other ones on Gabe Vincent. <laughs> so <laughs> like come on now, like I get I get I get a. Uh, 
I get Edwards looks cool, but Vincent took a charge where Javel McGee didn't, and uh, Wanda Scott Anderson just bodied him. Like I'm, right now, you got to kind of put Scott Anderson. I think Scott Anderson's dunk actually that dunk right there might be a dunk of the year. It's impressive. It's just since it's it's since it's a uh, JTA, it's not gonna get that. It's not gonna get that uh, credit, but respect to him. Uh, I messed about it from those games. Um, I mean, I guess that's about it for the podcast. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Uh, I mean, not really. Um, I think we kind of talked about what we had to. Uh, I, I, I would, I would like, to, I would like to say, um, I did watch the, I did watch the, I did watch the video on Jokic about his MVP, about the, about how good he's been this season and why he should be MVP. Uh, and it's crazy that it's crazy What's that approved? it's crazy how that video. Uh, made, it made me realize how Jokic is not getting considered an MVP race this season. And that's actually stupid. He's not. I didn't realize that. Like I knew Javel, I knew Jokic was doing insane. And that, like, okay, there's certain stats that Vio teach me about uh, Jokic, but I knew Jokic was doing this. I knew he was balling like this. Uh, and there was no doubt about it. Like I was expecting this, but he's, he, I mean, he's even playing better than he did last year. He's actually the video kind of just showed you like he's individually yeah. having like one of the best careers. He's playing. He's playing better on both ends than, he, than last year. He's playing. Yeah. He's, he's a lot. He's a lot better defensively than he was last year and the year before. Like. He's he's his defensive uh he, I mean his defense has got has gotten a lot better. Uh but yeah like uh and then he starts they start bringing up how about or he started bringing up like oh we look at the MVP we look at the MVP races like for all these things Jokic is nowhere to be found. Why? <laughs> it's like it's like I I hate the I mean I hate when the you look at it, about, it's, it's, I hate the whole thing about how he won it last year so now they're like okay well Jokic won it last year we get someone new. Like <laughs> Yeah, LeBron gets talked about every year, and even after he wins it, <laughs> it's like, come on now. But I mean, I, he's a, he is LeBron, I guess. So, uh, um, Jokic is not. Me, when you look at it, it's like, yeah. I, I mean, mean okay, if you look the, at it, it's not crazy good either. Because I would say that Nuggets haven't been great this season. Yeah, but it's like, what Jokic? How much? How much more does Jokic have to do? Because <laughs> I'm saying he's not even getting considered. Uh, the only the, the only thing that that was shown that it considered Jokic is actually stat references uh MVP tracker which is really good um and trusty uh but yeah that that had him at number one um off like actual player stats and uh what they think would actually be the most valuable player in the league I'm just I'm not saying they gotta put Jokic number one I mean even though he he sh- most likely should uh if I had to say who's been the best you know Jokic is probably that dude but yeah and you look at the circumstances like. Jamal Murray's out. Um, somebody else, PJ Dozier just got injured for he's out for the season. What, who else got injured? Did somebody else get injured on um on the I'm Nuggets? Not, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but yeah, like I I, I there's not there's not like nothing crazy got to talk about here, but I just kind of like saying NBA. We gotta kind of you gotta kind of uh, put some respect on Jokic because I don't care if it's about the uh oh well he won it last year. We gotta pick someone new. Like Jokic just having an insane season right now, and to not consider him and stuff is kind of crazy. So, come on now. Yeah, and it took everything for him to get get chose last year. Because you remember near into last year, people were like, "Oh, Chris Paul deserves MVP over Jokic." Um, but before that, you know, it was LeBron, Joel Embiid, James Harden. Like those, like the top three contenders for, for for last year, and then all three of those players got hurt, um, or they dealt with you know COVID and everything. And you know, and, and then it was like Jokic right there, who really the most consistent player. I ain't gonna say most consistent, but most consistent player in the MVP conversation uh, that season. Like it took all that just for him to win the MVP. Like I'm not even surprised that that this is happening this year. Well, also the, the the point you brought up, and I think we I think we kind of said this like, yo, and it, it, it's a it's, it's it's I agree with it, but Jokic just plays that was boring, um, and that that kind of uh. To me, it's not really that boring. Because I enjoy watching it. Something, something about the the center just being so good as like a playmaker <laughs> to the level that he like he make, he makes certain passes that are like I just can't believe. Like he does certain stuff that I just don't you just don't see bigs do. So I always I always like this game. And you remember last year or something about Giannis being boring, uh, and and, and certain things. I'm like, come on, <laughs> like what's boring about this? Because 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 these guys aren't shooting or they're not shooting from half court or. 
Like, come on, Jokic. Jokic, yeah, he might be a little boring, but you got. But as a as a guy that just likes basketball, I gotta appreciate his game. And I mean, his game just to me is like, it's amazing what he's able to do. But by no means, if you really break down everything Jokic right now, he, I mean, he's just uh, plain insane. Uh, but that's kind of all I wanted to say about that. Um, for people to listen out there, uh, uh, Steve said it earlier, but you know, you can, you can check out him at uh, Brad's podcast. Uh, was it Grizz Next Gen? The yeah. Grizz Den? What, what is it called, Steve? God, I'm y'all changed the, the name. The Grizz Next Gen podcast, yeah, the, yeah, Grizz Next Gen podcast. In case you know, any Grizzlies fans out here listening, um, and they and they want to hear people talk about the Grizzlies, uh. That actually watch the games and everything, you know. Uh, just check out Brad's and uh, well, Brad, Brad and Steve's podcast uh, about, about the Grizzlies, you know, Grizzlies and podcast uh, on Spotify, more likely Apple Podcasts. I, I mean, I watch it on Spotify, so I don't know what other platforms it's on. Um, but yeah, go check that out. That's like I do search it up on Google. You should be able to find it. Um, you can hit Steve's as 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 Steve. You can hit me up at Jalen underscore Antonio one. Um, this has been Bar and Lie podcast episode. Who knows what? Uh, with Jalen and Steve's, we out. Peace.